Behind every bit of mom wisdom is a story. A story of a real mom and real kids just trying to love each other well. Whether you're cozied up on the couch with a mug of coffee, pulling out of car line and heading to work, or out for a walk, you're welcome to join us as we share stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the I'm Mom Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the I'm Mom Podcast. My name is Abby. She's Chloe. She's Susan. She's Megan. And we're just really happy to be here today talking about a really important topic that I think everybody discusses at some point or another or has to face at some point or another. And that is, who comes first, your husband or your kids? Megan. You have a husband and kids. Little kids. Yes. <laughs> Time-consuming yes. so kids. If you haven't listened before, I have a three-year-old and a now five-month-old. And I would obviously answer that and say, obviously, my husband comes first. But I think in reality, when you have two little people that need you 100% of the time that they're awake, it's not always the case. And I am a quality time person. My husband is a words of affirmation person. If you don't know the love languages, I would highly recommend taking that quiz and learning it because it really helps you realize how the other person likes to be loved. But anywho, so I like quality time. And to me, quality time is not with my children. It would be like him and I doing something alone without our kids that we like to do. But I live in the DC area and getting a sitter for two kids is extremely expensive. And then going out to go do something is going to cost time and money. And so sometimes it can be really tough, especially with schedules and everything like that to work things in and make it happen. Um, but it's like something that I feel like we talk about all the time because I am such a quality time person and, um, I want to have that time together and we just don't, it's just, it's just really difficult now to, two little kids. And so, um, we're trying to be better about it, but I probably do feel guilty about the fact that I give probably a hundred percent of my time and energy to my kids right now. And then like at night when they're asleep, I'm too tired. I'm just mm -hmm. too exhausted to do anything else. Yeah. I think one of the hard things too, at that stage is to go out. You have to do it separately. Like, you know, like your Megan Hampton will go out with his friends and you'll mm. watch the kids and then he'll give you time to go out with your friends and you're still not together. Yeah. yeah. But right. it's kind of what you have well, to do to get your people, adult people time. Yeah. Well, and sometimes we want to go out with our friends without kids so that we can actually like have a full conversation with our friends. And then we're like going out with our friends and not really each other. So Yeah. And when you're a quality time always... person, like going out with friends is not the same as like one on one time. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm the same way, Megan. No. Mm -hmm. no. Well, so let's can we talk about just that idea of who comes first, your husband or your kids? Because you said it, Megan. Well, obviously, it's my husband. And I think that especially if you grow up in like a Christian culture where you talk about, you know, God, your, your, you know, you put the Lord first, then your spouse and then your children, you just kind of grow up with that teaching. But do you really believe that? Mm -hmm. Do you really is are we just saying it? or And how does that look in real life? Because I think that it's it's complicated. You know, like you said, Megan, these little kids and kids in general, they need us and they don't stop asking for things ever. <laughs> Meanwhile, your husband can take care of himself. Yeah. And that's the problem is moms were wired to nurture. Mm. And so our instinct is, no, I have to do it for them. And you're a big person. Mm -hmm. Deal with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Poor husband. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that 
that the, the, maybe the problem with it is the phrasing of it. Like who comes first? When you say that somebody comes first, that means someone else has to come second. And when someone else has to come second, that means that at some point they're going to be neglected in some way or another. And that just doesn't sit well with moms. We don't want to admit that we're going to have to put our kids aside or put their needs aside. Um, so I thought instead of like first and second and like ranking the order of, of priorities, it's instead it's more like um, like these concentric circles, you know, like where your husband, like God's in the center, he's the target. And then your husband is right in that next that next circle. And if you're hitting that target, if you're hitting, if you're going for that, then everything else on that target is going to feel the effects of it. You know, whereas if your kids are in the center, where does your husband get anything? He has to, you know, your kids will feel the trickle down effect of you honoring and putting your husband as a priority. I don't think it goes the other way. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think that the idea of putting someone first might be doing a disservice to the whole idea, you know? Was that too? Was that too deep? Was that too much of a, a brain bender <laughs> for you guys? Well, I think what I, I think you're saying the problem with that, that could, if you put your children in the middle, is that you're going to have a change because your kids are going to grow up. They yeah. are a temporary mm. fixture in your home where your husband, and so then all of a sudden you're going to try to put him back in in the center, and there may be a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have to remember that the marriage is the covenantal relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, the children are going to leave and cleave and have their own covenant relationship. Yeah. If you listen to the last episode about creating self-reliant yeah, kids. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think too, um, putting your husband first and making your marriage a priority is more than just having a date night and more than just like getting quality time together. I know, you know, that's important for you, Megan, like you said, but like, um, Showing respect to your husband around the kids, especially, I think goes a long way in making him the priority. You know, like, do your kids, do you allow your kids to interrupt when you're in a conversation with him? Um, if his, if, if his love language is physical touch and he wants to sit next to you on the couch, do you let the kids wedge in between you? Or do you, you know, make them sit to the side? Which is a great lesson for the kids. Hey, this is mommy and daddy time. You Mm -hmm. have to sit over there. Right, (laughs) right. Or if your kids, if you have a child who doesn't want you to leave to go out on your date night, don't cancel the sitter. You say, no, you know, this is an important time for me and your dad. And we're going to, we're going to do it. My my three-year-old cannot fathom that I have a life outside of him. The other day I, I took PTO and I went to this like luncheon thing with one of my friends and he, it's, it's the mom of one of his friends and he just could not fathom that we went out without them. He was just in shock. And well, I was like, bro, we have a life outside yeah. of you. And part of that, I don't know, you know, the brain of a small child, but part of that is that he's just at that age, they don't know that there is a world outside of themselves. It's just <laughs> reality. You know, that's how their brain works, right? So you it, is, it is good to see. And we had a child who cried every time we went out on a date and, and Mark was so good about this. And he, I, actually, he gets all the credit for the boundaries in our marriage. He was good about setting those kind of boundaries mm-hmm. that we need time. And, you know, reminding me who probably was mm. a little bit more of a nurturer that, that no, you know, we're going out. Sorry, mommy and daddy are going out. You can't come. This is our time. So I think that's a great it point. Build security for them. Yeah, the kids, you're right. Actually. You're right. When you when your when your marriage is a priority, it helps your kids feel secure. Yeah. But I think you just made a great point that maybe mom is not good at 
boundaries. Dad, <laughs> but if dad is, then don't second guess him. If yeah. he says, no, this is what we're going to do, you can't go in and go, oh, well, honey, maybe. Because yeah. now you're, you know, that's disrespectful and you're violating that boundary and not you know, proving that to your kids. So what are some things that you guys have seen other people do or that you do yourself that seems to be like a good way to set those boundaries? So a couple of things. My parents had this rule. When my dad came home from work, my parents would go back in their room and shut the door. There were four of us. And for like half an hour before dinner, they would just catch up on each other's days. And we were not allowed in there. Like we burst in the room. Nope, this is our time to talk. We'll see you at dinner. Um, For Mark and I, we had a standing sitter every Saturday, and it was an investment. Yeah. But every, and sometimes we couldn't even afford to go anywhere. Like we would pack a picnic and just go somewhere. And we would always drive around till nine (laughs) o'clock because we'd say, we don't want to go home before the kids are in bed. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, the date night continued at home. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it was our, it was our, Mark's wanted protected time and that was Saturday night and that investment was worth it for us just to do something fun together. Yeah. So, yeah. Chloe, do you have any, I know a lot of your friends are at that baby age or what do you do? Cause you're a very committed person. You have your hands in a lot of different things. Like how do you protect your time with your husband? Yeah. I, I'm kind of amazed at my friends. I have a lot of friends who are on staff at our church and you know, just being in ministry, their schedule is insane. And, you know, they do a really good job of prioritizing. And um, we actually have one gal who kind of sits for our whole group. Like she's kind of the babysitter. And mm-hmm. um, and even like with our married group, because we meet um, on Sundays, we all kind of chip in for a sitter and she watches all the kids so we oh, can all nice. just like Aww. focus on each other. And we So you chip in even though you don't have oh, kids? Oh, I don't. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> the parents <laughs> do. Um, but then it's fun because like after group is over, um, the babysitter is relieved and all the kids come out and we all hang out as a group, which is really, a lot of us, we don't have family in town. So it's like fun. feels like kind of we're with our family and yeah. it's nice. Yeah. That is um, but I, I do worry about that just because like I am a really busy person. I'm like, gosh, like, I don't know. I think I'm learning a lot of time management now, but like I know it's going to go through the roof when kids get brought into the mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. Well, it's hard too when you have interests that your husband doesn't like yeah. or your interests don't overlap and then you want to do things, he wants to do things to, you know, a hobby that fulfills you and all of a sudden you're like kind of living two separate lives. Right. Yeah. So sometimes it takes that sacrifice or trying something that he enjoys or well, vice versa. That's a good question, you know, because um, I'm a pretty big hobby person and and so is my husband Megan I know you've talked about your husband being a hobby person too how do you you know because I'm I know some of that does fall at the wayside but how do you also protect that time because it's good for your like mental health depending on what your hobby is your physical health all of that so how do you I, I don't know how you would even put that in your schedule as a, as a mm-hmm. parent it's all a balancing act I don't know that we've really figured it out but I like he has times where he wants to go do things and I have times where I want to do things and we just have to like know that you know we have to take the kids or do whatever so that the other person can go do that for a period of time but I think we're really kind of in the thick of it right now because now with two kids Mm. it's just a lot um for you know someone to watch them for a long period of time if the other one has to go somewhere or go do something or go out of town and so I think we're kind of still trying to figure that balance out. Yeah. And I will say there is hope. I think, you know, 
marriage is so sanctifying because you have to peel off a lot of selfishness. Well, then you have kids, and mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you're like you're like really skinnying down then. Mm-hmm. But time comes back, and mm-hmm. you know it used to be that Mark and I had to take turns going to work out. Now we go work out together. Yeah, you know, so it comes back, and that's where we have to remember: children are seasoned; they really are. Especially as as lives go longer and people do are healthier. You know, you just have a whole lot of time with your husband on the back end too. Yeah, you have to marry someone you like for sure. (laughs) A lot of time alone with that person. Yeah. So, what about like? When a date night just isn't possible, you know, Susan, you mentioned that you guys reserved Saturday nights and that you had to make financial sacrifices to be able to pay a sitter to do that. Um, There's probably some people listening who are like, we can't do a date night. We can't get out of the house. We either can't afford a sitter or it's just a lot of times it's a lot of work to get to that point, you know, and you you weigh the pros and cons and say, well, you know what, this is not what we're going to invest our time and energy and money into. Um, I think that like maybe it's Instagram, maybe it's all like this, the knowledge that we all get through all these posts and stuff. But I think in the past, like, you know, decade or two, the idea of having a consistent date night has been something that a lot of people are like, I have to have this Mm. or else my marriage is in trouble. But that's something that's not really been around for forever. You know, like when my mom and dad were little, I don't think their parents took a weekly date night or even a monthly date night, you know? So it's like at least understanding that it is not an essential ingredient Mm. ingredient in a healthy marriage won't make you think, well, now my marriage is doomed because I can't do a date night. And I think you can be creative. And I know we have several articles about this on iMom about having a date night at home. Mm -hmm. So you can do like, okay, guys, Friday night, school's over. This is your night. Yeah. You get to control the TV. I'm going to make you popcorn. This is your night. Guess what? Saturday night is our night. You guys are going to go in your room and do something. And you're going to be asleep early because this is our night to control the family room and play games and, you know, watch TV, whatever we want to do. So you have to kind of be creative if you can't go out. Or you swap with the neighbors. I love that sharing a babysitter thing. We did that a little bit because the kids love it. Mm -hmm. Not when your kids are babies because they have to sleep in their own beds. But when the kids can push dang up, sharing a babysitter and going out with another couple um, is fun as long as you're home at a decent hour to take your kids home and put them to bed. When we were growing up, my parents did that with us. And it was kind of one of those things where like the babysitter was like, two years older than my oldest brother but she was the <laughs> oldest one there and guess what my brother ended up marrying her <laughs> so <laughs> whoops yeah you never we're, know we're doing that tonight um, actually we have a, a party to go to and so my friend is, her kids are watching my kids or the oldest is yeah. watching my kids and I secretly want the, the daughter the oldest one to be like in 10 years, 15 ah. years, to be like, hey, you know, I'm Remember like, me? bring the families together. Even you know. though she's older than your son. Oh, she's not. I mean, she's like maybe she's in eighth grade right now. He's in fifth grade. That's nothing. No, yeah. In, in 15 oh years, God. that'll be nothing. <laughs> it's not nothing right now. No, she's right now. Be no. like, yeah. Oh, no, they need to stay far away from each other for the next at least seven, eight years. But, you yeah. know, after that, sure. One of our writers came up with this really neat idea as far as like, so if you do get that date night, even if it's in the backyard or in your bedroom or whatever, how to really make the most of it. And she calls it the ally date or the alley date, A-L-L-Y. And she said that she found that she and her husband would like get together, but they would either scroll their phones or have very surface level dates. And when time is precious, like how do you make the most of that of that date night? So she called it an ally date and she covers these 
A-L-L-Y words, physically, emotionally, sexually, mentally, financially, and spiritually. And it's like, we try on every one of our dates to check in in a couple of those areas. So she said for her, you know, like for the physically, she said that her husband shared while they were on a date, I feel sluggish. And I know it's because I haven't been running. Mm. And she said the more they talked about it, the more they realized that he didn't feel safe running because he's a black man. And he said, I have, and it was around the time when there was a, a shooting. And he says, you know, that led to a really good deep discussion for them and mm. about his physical health and mm. how that needed to be important for them. So, you know, like checking, being intentional about that conversation, not to the point of like having a checklist or anything, but yeah. knowing like, we're here to connect, not just to sit across from each other and eat chips and salsa. Yeah. You know, yeah, and we have so many great marriage questions mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. imom.com and also in the QNU app. If you yeah. didn't know that we have this app just with questions, questions for kids, questions for adults, those are great. If you feel like you and your husband are not connecting to just some of the questions are just fun and they mm-hmm. have different themes to jump off to just start talking about things. Yeah. Um, but also, the list to love by books have lots of ideas for these kind of things. So if you feel a little rusty with your marriage, don't delay. Use this podcast as an excuse to... And I think it's fine even to print it out, you know, print out one of our questions printables and bring it. That makes it kind of silly and fun and who cares? Yeah. Um, Okay, so then the one topic that I think everybody has thought about when it comes to making your marriage a priority that we have not discussed is sex. Hmm. (laughs) Mary, uh, Megan, I hope that you'll chime in on this one. I can't wait <laughs> yeah, to hear because from you. I'm your mother, and you. Abby and Chloe are commenting on this. No one else is talking. About it. <laughs> I have a friend who um, is pregnant with her seventh child, and I'm like, what? Like, I have all the questions. <laughs> yeah. Like, how? When? Where's your energy? Like, how? And haven't you learned? No. <laughs> I'm like, how do you have the energy to do this? And where do you find the time? Yeah. Like, when do you make a baby? Honestly. When you, I have six kids at home already. And God bless her. And they're a great family and they're great kids. So keep making them. But yeah. wow. Um, so I think that that's a conversation, you know, like between you and your husband. Like, how much do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is What is your need versus what is my need? And just putting it out there can be a step in the right direction. Is this a whole nother podcast? It has to be (laughs) because like getting your mind away from all the responsibilities. Like, I mean, I'm not even a mom and I have a hard time putting Mm -hmm. my mind like, and it's not hard for the guys to get it. I know. No, no, no. There's been many times where like, okay, great. That was done. And I'm like, what are we making for dinner? Or, or like, Maybe on. The, yeah, it is twenty the seconds yeah. later, and I'm and I'm rattling off something that needs to get yes. done. And he's like, "You were thinking about that." I was like, "Maybe, yeah." Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and it's just because you know our brains are spaghetti, and right. theirs are whatever waffles. is not spaghetti. Short yeah. waffles, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just it's hard. But I think that Megan really has gone silent. <laughs> I think we need to cut end the podcast. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe that's an episode for another day. Um, check out the show that notes. Be a part of that. <laughs> Megan will have to be sick during. Uh, check yes. out the show notes for um, links to some of these great date night ideas, along with questions that you can ask while you're on your date night with your husband and ways to make your marriage a priority. It's all down there. And let us know if you have any tricks, you know, like kind of like Susan said, her parents were like first half hour after half hour is plenty of time, by the way, you know what they were doing. <laughs> in that half hour, Susan. Yeah. 
<laughs> Possibly. Um, Four kids. Exactly. Exactly. All right. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.